Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of October 19th, 2016. This is Jen. And Alex. And David. Uh, so, this week, uh, actually often we will record on Monday, occasionally we put it off till Tuesday, and it turns out that this was a good week to have done that, because uh, this Tuesday morning, a huge steaming pile of news dropped, uh, being that we have actually found out what's going on with the whole Hascon business. Uh, but we will discuss that later in the program. Uh, first, uh, we have just smaller news. We have the little news first, and then we'll get to the big news. Uh, we have uh, information about Takara Tomi. Takara Tomi has decided to make us all feel super old <laughs> and release some 10th anniversary versions of the toys from the original Michael Bay Transformers motion picture. 10th anniversary, y'all. <laughs> how is it that long? How? It's not fair. <laughs> also, it looks like it's not just the first movie. It looks like well, they're yeah. doing a selection from all four movies. So I guess for the movie-verse, but, but yeah. still, it makes me feel very old. And I'm going to go yell at some kids to get off of my lawn now. <laughs> uh, they are also, in, in other Japanese-exclusive news, uh, we're getting to see pictures of the masterpiece Optimus Primal. Uh, he looks really good. Mm, oh, and pictures He of... is gorgeous. This looks like... Final production. There's more pictures of Star Saber too, I think. Uh, which Star Saber? Did weren't they coming out with a masterpiece Star Saber, or is he already out? I forget. <laughs> He's been out for like two years. Oh, okay. I never actually <laughs> wanted him. Sorry, no, cut that part out. I, it's, I, I have an unreasonable fondness for victory that I think we've touched on here already. So, so yes, I was very aware that the Star Saber had already come out, but I understand that many people in America could not give two craps about Masterpiece Star Saber. But but yes, very lovely, very lovely pictures of Masterpiece Optimus Primal. Uh, there are solicits for, I believe, January's comic books, uh, which includes Lost Light number two, uh, various revolution things, uh, actually a bunch of revolution stuff. There's ROM stuff, there's mask stuff. I'm kind of curious to see with all this revolution stuff if at some point some kind of mask fandom will actually emerge. Yeah, like, is, is there one? <laughs> I mean, as far I as mean, I know, presum- the, the only people I know that like mask are people who already like G.I. Joe or Transformers, and mask is like, oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that's the thing, is it's one of those things that you like would collect in addition to just general 80s toy collecting it's it's not the sort of thing where you're like identify you you don't self-identify as as a big mask a member of the mask fan community i don't know maybe they do have a fan community i think you'd have a better shot of bringing back gobots than bringing back mask all (laughs) all else being equal yeah that's fair that's probably entirely fair at least GoBots had, you know, sentient robots with some sort of disturbing kind of cyborg human brain weirdness going on with them. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Moral of the story is GoBots were actually really super weird, hmm. uh, fiction-wise. Uh, and uh, there's TFCon is going to be happening this weekend. And if you are going to that, you will be welcome to purchase lots of I suppose, did they say that they're actually, like, 
discounted fun pub exclusives? Uh, uh, hmm. Or are they just here? You can also buy these here. They are saying on their Facebook page that they will have several hundred retail toys they had on hand at the Fun Pub offices. Four big boxes of Let's Make a Deal Club and Convention offerings. Current club offerings, Old Snake and Marissa Fairborn at a special convention price. And also they'll have uh, the TF Subscription Service 5.0 stuff on hand for people to take a look at. And the soon-to-be-released crossover set. Aha! Hmm. So it sounds like a lot of it is just them... You know, getting stuff sold while they are still allowed to sell it. Yeah, they've been doing clearance on their website for a while, and it sounds like this is one of the last attempts they're going to have at doing in-person clearance. So. Mm-hmm. so if you're going to that, pick up some cheap stuff. I don't know. I'd say hold on to it for a bit and then try to flip it on eBay, but eh, it's not. <laughs> it's not going to help. Probably not. So. Uh, then we will move on to our big news. For Which the is week. the reason that they have to get this stuff sold by the end of December. <laughs> yeah, on the subject of Fun Pub having to clear things out, Hascon! Or as I, as I wrote in the show notes, Hascon motherfuckers. <laughs> Hascon. Or as the joke many people have been making, I can Hascon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, this is a thing that a lot, there's been a lot of speculation about. Uh, we did a big chunk of episode earlier in the year speculating about what the deal was with this. I don't think anybody's surprised. No. I'm a bit surprised at the scope of it. Yeah, I guess there's Maybe. that. Mm. So like, I we will... should go into the, we should go into the baseline stuff they're talking about in the press release, but once we're done with that, I want to talk about the venues too. Yeah, so it is going to be September 8th through 12th, 2017, in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, near the home of Hasbro. Uh, from the press release, Hasbro's top properties, including Transformers, My Little Pony, Nerf, Magic the Gathering, Play-Doh, Monopoly, G.I. Joe, and many others will be reimagined through dynamic stage performances and unique opportunities for fans to engage with their favorite characters. Uh, and various other things talking about, I mean, it, it basically sounds like it's gonna be a convention, any kind of expansion, convention you'd expect, but yeah, the scope of it is, I, I, man, poor, poor G.I. Joe fans, G.I. Joe gets mentioned after, like, Nerf, and, well, I mean, I know there are big people big into Nerf, but who's that big into Monopoly or Play-Doh? Uh, I'm, I mean, there's an even more suspicious absence that G.I. Joe fans have a reason to feel good about. What's that? No mention of Dungeons and Dragons whatsoever. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I did think about that because there is... Okay, so on the page for it, uh, hascon.hasbro.com, uh, they do show uh, their their big banner at the top has My Little Pony and Transformers. Uh there's a, a four fans banner uh, that's got a picture of Peter Cullen and Frank Welker hanging out, being cool. Uh, a picture of some people obviously doing dealer room shenanigans. And then there's another side that says four families that has a kid playing, a, a kid holding up a Magic the Gathering card and then a girl holding a lightsaber. Oh. So, yeah, I did notice, and I, I will touch on this briefly because this is the sort of nerdery that I can just go into far, way too far in depth. Uh, being in Columbus, Ohio, uh, we are the home of Origins, uh, which is Origins being a very 
like the second biggest gaming convention in the country. It's it's sort of like the New York Comic Con to Gen Con's San Diego Comic Con, uh, and they That's do tend cool. to have yeah. They do tend to have uh, a lot of, like, events, like, tournaments that wrap up there. Uh, you know, finals for, like, Pokemon, TCG, Magic the Gathering, uh, various other tabletop stuff. I know last year I wrote an article on it. Uh, I covered it for the, the local alt-weekly that I write for. Uh, and uh, just about how... There were, uh, like, WizKids had some of their finals there. So it is very interesting to see them specifically talking about Magic the Gathering events at HasCon, uh, because that, and, I mean, of course with Dungeons & Dragons, that's never had as much of a competitive uh, aspect. You know, they're not hmm. going to have tournaments or anything. They do have, like, organized league play, though. Hmm. Yeah, so it is sort of, I almost wonder... I don't know. I, I kind of wonder, honestly, I kind of wonder what they're even doing with Dungeons and Dragons these days. Uh, fourth edition was a huge deal. Uh, fifth edition has sort of, it had kind of a big release and then it kind of petered Locked. out as far as I can tell. Well, yeah. Still put uh, out it's, some it's books. It's the, uh, but no, yeah, it, it's, it's the Windows Emmy of Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. At this point, based on how Wizards of the Coast seems to be prioritizing things, I would not be shocked if we get Magic the Gathering tabletop adventures in lieu of Dungeons and Dragons sixth edition. Huh. To be completely honest, uh, as the the social justice minded person that I am, if if they would replace, for instance, <laughs> Forgotten Realms with the Magic the Gathering setting, I would be perfectly happy with that because Forgotten Realms is hella problematic. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Well, it's not like they need to – they could just say, oh, yeah, uh, Ravenholm and Greyloft are both planes. Yeah. I mean, they could very easily do that uh, and just have it – and, yeah, that's – I guess part of it is uh, Dungeons & Dragons is set up to be very big and very adaptable to a lot of different stuff. Uh, a friend of ours uh, actually has been known to do adaptations of Dungeons & Dragons rules for various different sorts of settings, uh, both established and home uh, homebrewed. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's flexible enough that it really wouldn't be hard to just, you know, say, here is Magic <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons, the Magic the Gathering setting reference books. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, I am sort of interested. I know, gosh, there has not been much of a Dungeons and Dragons presence at Origins lately. Uh, but of course there's always been, because Magic the Gathering is such a competitive sort of thing, they have tournaments. Uh, whereas with the, the, uh, Dungeons and Dragons stuff isn't, isn't so much a like competitive sort of thing. It's, it's an event. It's a thing you go there and participate in, but nobody's like the winner who then goes on to the next level to compete against somebody's orc hunter. I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm very curious to see if they are going to be moving those tournaments away from origins and Gen Con and moving them to uh Hascon. That's that would be very mm -hmm. interesting. I, I think they'd maybe even move it more toward being like a, a trimester season instead of a semester season, if that's what they have currently. I don't actually know. <laughs> like, 
It would be the third big tournament instead of the Origins and Gen Con being the two big tournaments. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I am very curious how that's going to work out. Uh, I'm curious, I mean, the best I can imagine with Play-Doh is you just, you know, have some Play-Doh stuff set up for kids to play with. I don't know how you reimagine Play-Doh through dynamic stage performances and unique opportunities for fans to engage with their favorite characters. Uh, you could have some huge oversized Play-Doh stuff like you'd see as a thing on Double Dare. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That Di- would be pretty cool. Dynamic stage performances is, is just seems so weird to me. <laughs> it seems weird, but part of the venues, plural, that they've booked for HasCon Ooh. includes the uh, Dunkin' Donuts Center which is a sporting and concert arena that holds 14,000 people for the main stage, in oh, addition wow. to also having additional convention space. Oh. I looked up both of the uh, venues earlier, and like they're connected by uh, Skybridge, so you oh, won't wow. even have to go outside to get between them, but the main convention center that they've rented out has 130,000 square feet of... Like combined meeting room space, show floor, which is like a hundred thousand on its own, oh, and wow. like breakout rooms and smaller halls, and then like there's another probably thirty, fifty thousand somewhere in that range, depending on how much of it you actually try to squeeze out of it, over in the arena on top of the concert stage and seating. See, I looked at this stuff that you're you're way more on top of all this than me because uh I woke up to this being, you know, talked about on Twitter. I I am a late sleeper, incidentally. I'm I'm not even sure exactly when this morning the news broke, but by the time I woke up, it was it was there and I just saw Dunkin Donuts and just thought, "Oh, I should go make my coffee." And then I like just forgot that that was a thing. So, uh broke about 10:30 this morning. Okay. Okay, that should uh that should tell you all about my glorious lifestyle. Uh but yes, it does mention uh that there will be a celebration of Hasbro's powerful characters and stories including live interactive experiences, exclusive products, talent appearances, panels and much more. Uh so there will be exclusive toys. Hmm. And there will be guests in the, you know, Probably voice actor, artist, writer sort of vein. I imagine uh, they want to keep doing the Hall of Fame too for Transformers. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man, you know who who should be there? Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes he should. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty great if uh, if this being like such a huge thing meant that they got like. Actual super impressive. <laughs> like, we don't just get, like, an introductory video from Steven Spielberg. Just Steven Spielberg is just frickin' there. That'd be nice. <laughs> but I don't know that, 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 I mean, I, I would not care to see Steven Spielberg overseeing, like, someone who actually had something to do with Transformers other than a pocketbook. Yeah, I mean, as a guest, I'd be more excited to hear Venus Terzo is there, but I would love to just run into Steven Spielberg on the show floor haggling over 
like a MP primal or something. <laughs> yeah, like 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 the year Chris Metzen was there, just running into Chris Metzen. <laughs> like, was, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. That's that's still a fun story to get to drop on my Warcraft friends, uh, or or just you know running into like Nick Roche or Andrew Wildman in the elevator. Uh, just running into Steven Spielberg in the elevator. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get that. Eh, we might. We I don't might. know. I'm being unduly optimistic here. Yeah. Yeah, hey, convention. I might I might go to a convention again, maybe. I've always I wanted to go to it would be nice. for a while. It's closer. It would you be can... nice to go to uh, Rhode Island again. And I, I don't understand this. It would be nice to... What do you mean you've been wanting to go to Rhode Island for a while? No one I mean, says that. It's not that it's I've Rhode been Island. wanting to go for a while, but I mean, like, I could... Well, I missed the, I missed the one... Dogs. I missed the one BotCon that was in Rhode Island. I got back into the fandom either after that, or I, I realized the conventions were after that. And, well, there's going to be other things that they show other than Transformers, so I could wander around and go on a Lovecraft tour. Yeah. Ooh. Look, I'm I'm just giving Rhode Island a hard time. That's all. I I lived there for six months. I liked it. I, I mean, I realize that I uh I live in Ohio where like there are just stores with T-shirts of stuff with Ohio-related merchandise, and like everyone in Ohio, at least in Columbus, Ohio, is super proud to live in Ohio, whereas the rest of the country is like, why would you want to go to Ohio? So. I, I can yeah, understand. I, I personally favor the Ohio interpretation of "Welcome to Ohio, haha!" Now you are stuck in Ohio, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is disturbingly true. And also, You're... Ohio, what is it about your state that causes people to try to flee the earth? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Providence, Rhode Island. I mean, I can get Spike's Junkyard Dogs and maybe pick up a lobster roll, because that's close enough to Boston, and then... Oh, uh, coffee milk. It's been Ooh. so long since I've had that. And then uh, I can visit <laughs> where the BotCon was held there, which was in the mall designed by M.C. Escher. Oh my god, that place. I I don't like that place. I have very, very bad acrophobia, so I did not like that mall at all. I don't think I took any escalators the whole time I was there. It was not fun. But uh yeah, and that was the one where the the poor hot topic was so unprepared for uh they they all had, the nerd like, babies. Mostly just specifically, that was I think the first place a lot of us saw the uh the to punish and enslave t-shirt. Oh yeah. And those like were sold out by noon on Friday. <laughs> Because that hot topic was just they they didn't know what hit them, man. So that was uh yeah those those that was one of the hottest items at the convention was the hot topics barricade T-shirts. <laughs> uh, so so okay so it's not going to be in that same exact same location, correct? Correct. As someone who knows the area better than I do, having gone one time. Yeah, it's not going to be held in the mall. Okay. Good. I didn't like that mall. Uh, so, yeah, any, I mean, I, it sounds to me like it's just going to be a convention. Uh, it sounds, you know, enjoyable. I, 
honestly, I've missed the past handful of botcons because I was just sort of done with the whole thing and I didn't have I would have had to to work hard to get put together the money to get there and I didn't care enough to work that hard is what it comes down to. Yeah. So this time I mean it seems good but yeah, I I don't know that I feel compelled to go. I'd go if I had a group of people like the other people on this podcast to go and like manage travel arrangements with but yeah i, mm-hmm. I I'm want optimistic about it it seems like it'll be interesting i want yeah. to go because it's it's in new england i love new england i don't i didn't want to go to conventions in california or texas it's too hot weather nice cold yeah. <laughs> Rhode Island, yay. i would suspect too that as far as the actual convention exclusives go I I would assume that we'd see things more along the lines of the SDCC sort of stuff uh, than the BotCon sort of stuff because, I mean, BotCon was still technically a third-party licensee. Uh, They would provide the, you know, they would basically order the toys from Hasbro, uh, whereas in this case Hasbro's putting it together themselves. So you probably might see less niche stuff and more mainstream kind of stuff. Yeah, it'll probably be uh, more but maybe also Optimus more and Megatron recolors. Maybe we'll get some neat stuff with new heads. Come on. Or or some robots well, in disguise toys. I mean I I'm ex- I'm gonna expect it to be more stuff like the whole Knights of Unicron San Diego <laughs> Comic Con exclusive I, set. That's okay. I was Crazy. thinking like the uh the SDCC Fortress Maximus. Where it's got mm. you know it's it's one of the, it, it's basically like a more collector geared version of one of the big toys for the year. Yeah. I mean, I figure it's gonna be stuff like, like you said, more collector geared versions of big stuff, and then weird stuff that still has mainstream appeal, like the Knights of Unicron rock band set that I mentioned, or the mm-hmm. weird Soundwave tablet that we got released this year. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? But like it's probably going to be more mainstream than we've been seeing from BotCon, but also mm-hmm. BotCon's been struggling to stay ahead of the weirder <laughs> stuff that they've been doing just for the main line lately. Yeah. Yes. Scrounge. So. You got a scrounge. Scrounge. At retail. What? Yeah. Well, at, wait, like the it? last. Yeah. I don't know if that Computron ever like hit literal shelves. Yeah. It might have been. Uh, I forget it online only. Or I don't know. I didn't get one yet. Mm. But yeah, so any other thoughts on it? I I think I mean there's there's not a lot to say except that it really feels like what a lot of us were expecting. Yeah. It, much. It's still kind of unprecedented to have a company go out of their way to go like here are all of these completely unrelated properties we're doing a convention for. Mm-hmm. It remains to be seen how well that will actually go over and whether or not it'll be, like, the people who wanted to go to an official My Little Pony convention and the people who wanted to go to an official Transformers convention and parents of kids who heard it was in the area. or like if it's Trotcon. Going to... Sorry, we have one here called Trotcon. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the how will Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Pony fans, like, clash... Yeah, worst case scenario, you have the bronies clashing with the buckets of blood transformers fans clashing with the 
G.I. Joe fans who are fans of the 12-inch version showing up in their Trump hats that they're still wearing a year after the election. Yeah, uh, there's going to be people like that, oh my god. Yeah, imagine the worst of each so, side together. Uh. Uh, yeah. I am sort of curious, like... I mean, it can't be that mainstream, because what mainstream people are just going to... like? San Diego is like the most mainstream thing in the world now. Uh, but I, I'm, I am really curious to see how successful it is. I'm curious mm. to see what kind of guests they get. Uh, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see how the whole thing is. I do think it's very interesting that one of the pictures does have, uh, a girl with a lightsaber specifically because that's one of their licensed properties. They did say they would be showing partnered brands as well. Okay. So presumably they won't have as much focus on them, but I guess they'll be showing, you know, lightsabers. They'll be showing, uh, what, what is under their purview, uh, being the, the actual material stuff. I assume they will make substantial use of volunteer members of the 501st walking around the church. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, we'll have an upgrade in cosplay. That's a bit good. (laughs) We've had some pretty good cosplay lately, but I guess nothing's really the 501st. 501st. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, that, that could go somewhere I'm not willing to take it right now. That's a great The 501st are kind of remarkable for their accuracy, but I do like the Transformers cosplayers either remarkable engineering or remarkable creativity to pull stuff off. I'm, I'm going to say that the 501st is a documentary on the surprising uh, secret sex lives of cosplayers in the Star Wars community. Well, let's not go there. No, let's, let's leave the convention behind and, and one more bit of news before we go. Which, well. Yes, one more bit of news? News we missed last week or forgot. Well, David, you go ahead and mention this because you're the one who dug this up. Yeah, well, I remembered it. Uh, uh, apparently at New York Comic Con, there were, well, they were, they were showing off panel with a bunch of other comics that were coming in covers. And I completely forgot that they showed off that Tom Scioli is producing another Transformers vs. G.I. Joe, the movie, the official comic book adaptation of a movie that never happened because Tom Scioli is crazy. And it's wonderful. It's, uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> yes. So somehow Transformers, the movie, versus G.I. Joe, the movie, versus whatever Tom Scioli hasn't done and wants to throw at us. Of another, just, apparently just one standalone issue. Hopefully it's larger than normal size. Hopefully it's an 80 page giant. I wouldn't imagine Ooh. that. Much. 40 pages would be nice. But that would be so, so appropriate. Would be great. Yay! I like it. So, next week, uh, we will be back with whatever news has occurred in the meantime. Uh, possibly some comics. I'm not sure. I feel like we're due for some comics. Maybe. Uh, but then again, we're about to have sort of a weird mid, like, reboot sort of thing. So, who knows? Maybe we'll have, uh, the revolution more than meets the ice soon. That'll be exciting. Uh, but, until then, uh, we will call it a week here, and we will see you again next week. This has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night.
I'll have bits to cut out, but that'll only be like half an hour or less. Icon Underground Radio is a production of IconUnderground.net, where we host this show as well as Stasis Pod, our Beast Wars and now Beast Machines podcast. We are on Twitter at IconUG. Facebook at facebook.com slash underground and Tumblr at iaconunderground.tumblr.com. Uh, we are an entirely listener-supported podcast, and we could use your help uh, paying our hosting fees and other minor expenses. Uh, we have a Patreon set up at uh, patreon.com slash iaconunderground, uh, where you can go and help us out 